You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna on Wednesday, August 16th. You guys, today is an episode like no other. A lot of you guys on my TikTok are saying, deep breath, take a Xanax. I'm saying I am high as a kite on caffeine and adrenaline right now. The amount of things that we woke up to this morning on Wednesday, August 16th in the pop culture atmosphere are high. We are... Uh, obviously <clears throat> talking about the podcast heard around the world, heard around the Bravo sphere and the reality TV world, Bethany Frankel's podcast with Rachel Levis that was dropped this morning as a shocker to anyone. No one had any idea this was coming, obviously, except Bethany and her team and Rachel's team. But this was not something that was leaked. It was not something that was teased. This was, good morning, America. Let's get into the craziest, most unexpected pairing ever. We will get into that in just a moment. First of all, I want to say welcome to all of you guys. We hit 7,000 subscribers. We're way over 7,000 subscribers on YouTube as of yesterday. Uh, thank you. You guys came through. The next stop, my, my son said 7,500 and then 10,000. So let's keep going. Let's keep growing. I can't wait to uh, get into it and uh, grow the, sh the shit out of the show because you guys are being just awesome, awesome supporters. If you haven't already, join the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. And today, later today, every Wednesday, I drop a Patreon, um, which will go deeper into this, plus some other information that I know, that I've heard, that I don't want to share in a public forum. Don't at me if you're annoyed that I'm asking you to support me on the Patreon for more deep stuff. This is what we do as content creators. Love you, mean it, and it's okay if you don't want to come on over there. But a girl's got to pay her bills. You know who else has to pay her bills? Rachel Levis. And we will get all into this story starting now. This is a deep dive episode just as long as, you know, this whole episode is just about this story because nothing else really matters today. Okay. You guys, Wednesday, August 16th, we wake up to a podcast episode. My friend Molly, who lives on the East Coast, you know, I'm here on the West Coast. I'm, I live in Los Angeles and I woke up at 530 in the morning and that's early, right? That's early for the West Coast, but it's already 830 in the morning on the East Coast. You guys know so much before us. Thank God for my friend Molly Dare, shout out, who's my East Coast correspondent. Not really, but she basically is. 
And I wake up to text messages from her all the time with like, oh my gosh, wake up. You have to see what's going on. But this was unexpected. Now, the first thing she sent me was a TikTok of Bethany's, which was a teaser. I clicked on it. It said user not available or like whatever. Because I forgot. I forgot. Bethany blocked me on TikTok a long time ago. So, of course, I couldn't see the TikTok. But then when I opened up Instagram, it was right there for me. Bethany Frankel got the podcast get of the year. Okay. Call me like, you know, call me crazy for saying that, but it's true. I believe that Rachel Levis was the get of the year for an interview. I think the entire uh, Bravo sphere, but also like anyone kind of in on pop culture, even people that aren't big reality TV watchers followed this story. This was a huge story. Remember it was on CNN. It was all over the place. So this was a big get for Bethany. She got Rachel Levis's first you know, sit down interview after the whole craziness of Scandal. So what I said earlier in a short little video that I said, I'm just going to share some thoughts off the bat. I want to say one thing. Bethany Frankel deserves some snaps, some claps, and some all of that because she, she knows where people are going to listen. She knows what's going to make her podcast listenable or or viewable. She knows who's going to come to her. She went the distance. She got Jill Zarin a couple weeks ago, which was a huge thing for anyone invested in Bravo. And now she, of course, gets Rachel. So we can give it to her. She's an entrepreneur through and through, Bethany. She is a podcaster, a YouTuber, a content creator. She knows that the goal here is to have people talking about you. The goal here is to be at the top of the charts, getting all the subscribers, et cetera. So 100%, I will give her that. Now let's get into what the why is. Why did she, Bethany, someone who openly says, I did not and don't watch Vanderpump Rules. I just saw some clips. So we've got Howie Mandel part two. Okay. Why did Bethany give a crap about getting Rachel on her show? That's the question. Well, Just to give you guys a little background in case you don't know the story, but I'm sure you do, Bethany has really been going through what she has called this reality reckoning, which is essentially this idea of I am going to stick it to Bravo, NBC Universal specifically right now, but eventually, hopefully, all reality companies. I'm going to stick it to Andy Cohen. I'm sticking it to every single person out there that has, you know, that is making content for reality TV. And we are going after you. She has been talking about this now for a few weeks. Why isn't there a union for reality stars? And she has sent, she's gotten her big attorneys, Brian Friedman, Mark, is it Marty Singer? I think it is. Um, she ha- She's getting all these people, these attorneys on board. She's starting to collect stories from, from reality stars of the past who are feeling disgruntled or uh, frustrated with the situation or how they were portrayed on the show or all the money that's being made. And she is going after these networks. Now, yesterday, the big story or over the weekend, the big story was that we found out that, you know, Bethany just really recently um, pitched Bravo, a show about some moms. And I talked about this briefly yesterday. So Bethany just very recently has been the mastermind behind some of these reality shows. And had they gotten picked up, like had Bravo decided to say yes on this show and decided to do the show about um, these moms that she wanted to 
feature on this reality show, would Bethany even be in this conversation? If she was currently working on a reality show, if she was currently getting paid to produce reality TV or be a star in reality TV, do we think she would even bring up this reality reckoning? My gut, my hunch, my instincts say no, but you never know. Um, something kind of got like, like the, the lid was taken off with Bethany and the way that she works is that she goes all in. We've seen this so many times with different things, with Be Strong, with her makeup influencing, with her obsession with Red Lobster and, um, Olive Garden with any of her products. Like she goes all in, right? She is Teddy Mellencamp. (laughs) She goes all in. So, so. She um, has been going really hard on this idea of the reckoning, the reality reckoning. Yesterday, she had a podcast episode all about her why, her story, why she's doing it. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of Bethany. You know, it's a lot of the sayings. It's a lot of the, the euphemisms that she works on. Everyone has their opinion here about why, ultimately, why she decided to do what she's doing, which is basically going after these reality, these reality companies and these reality, you know, networks or whatever. I would like to say, just off the top of my head, I believe, I believe personally that she is in a situation where she is, um, I'm just going to say it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to like pussyfoot around this. Is that a word? I'm just going to say it. I think Bethany is out for her. She is out for herself. Okay? Bethany, I know from a few different people of Bethany's real intentions here and what she's done. There's a lot of people out there that have spoken badly about working on reality TV shows. There's a lot of people that have spoken badly about their experiences, who have spoken out, who have had articles written about them, and Bethany is not collaborating with those people. I wonder why. I think it's the Bethany show. I think this is ultimately for Bethany, and most people in the industry do as well, okay? Just, just so you know, most people who know Bethany or know of Bethany or have worked with Bethany or have worked with producers who have worked with Bethany feel the same. Okay. So we wake up to this, this news that she managed to get Rachel, who she had spoken about just kind of off the cuff in a TikTok before, that she felt like Rachel was, un- was treated badly and kind of really raked over the coals in um, the reality universe from her experience on Vanderpump Rules. So apparently, we don't know, but apparently Rachel's people reached out to Bethany to say, let's do an interview together. Bad move, Bears. Okay? Real bad move. Because Rachel has a story here. She has a real story and she has a, um, a real case to have a conversation. And the way I look at all these things is, who are you speaking to? Who is taking your um, story and putting it out there? Why are they doing it? What is the intention? What is the goal? And what's the outcome? And I want to say this. 
and I'll get into the interview and what came out of the interview, but I'm going to say this really fast and you guys can agree or not agree. A lot of you guys aren't going to agree with me. Thanks for the heart. A lot of you guys are not, but I will say this. I'm like getting sweaty. Not only is it 900 degrees in my office here, but I'm talking about something that I feel like is a little bit controversial, right? Um, Bethany doesn't have Rachel's Um, how can I word this? I don't think Bethany is there to support Rachel Levis. I don't think Bethany is there to tell Rachel's story. I don't think Bethany is there to make sure Rachel gets to live an amazing life after this. I don't think Bethany is there for the right reasons. I think that most people who have a little bit of a sense of what's really going on through this experience and through like the last few years of Bravo and everything that's kind of transpired, I think people have seen through Bethany and see the real reason that she's doing this. And the reason why I think that ultimately is because the goal for Bethany to connect with Rachel is to expose Bravo, is to expose producers, is to expose the machine, the reality reckoning, the reckoning of reality TV. But what we heard today was another way for Rachel Levis to put herself out there in a very negative light. It's a way for her to now still paint herself as the victim, to now justify the actions of the affair for seven months, to put herself in a situation where this was so unfair, I was treated badly, they've all had affairs, to say the same old garbage we've now heard for for 10 months from people who have supported, and I don't think that is doing any favors for Rachel. Now, if Rachel had done her first sit-down interview with a, uh, someone along the likes of an Oprah, a Diane Sawyer, someone that is not connected to the reality world, someone who is really just out there to get a true story, to tell your story, there's so many incredible journalists out there. I think we could have gotten a much more skewed and bi- unbiased situation. So I'm going to tell you this. Bethany, here's some standouts of what happened in today's interview. So you guys don't have to listen, but I'm sure you guys are going to all want to listen to it, which is what Bethany did. She did something huge. Her podcast is going to blow records out of the water. Okay. Okay. Jessica, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to tell you all my thoughts on that later. Jessica on, on TikTok is, is saying, you know, Rachel was treated unfairly and she is not it's not fair that she has been treated this way, et cetera. And I do believe that to be true. I actually do. I think that Rachel is being, you know, bullied incessantly online. And I do think that it went too far. I've said that many times on the show. I do. I do. And I think that she needs to never play the victim in a case like this. If she ever wants public opinion to jump on her side. You can't be the victim when you did the action. You can't. Okay? I No one forced me to put on this lip gloss except me. Rachel was not in a cult. She was not in a cult. She was not being forced. She was not being punished. Bravo producers never once forced her to sleep with Tom. They had to pick cameras back up to film this. This was not something that they had in their storyboard. Okay, there's a lot going on here that feels unfairly portrayed as Rachel was the victim in this web. And she wasn't. 
I still can believe that both can be true. She was not the victim. She was the person that did it. And people were really harsh on her. There's two, there's two sides to this, right? Okay. Bethany said in this episode, a couple standouts, Bethany said that if she was Rachel's mother, she'd be in jail for murder. Huh? Wait, what? It's a little projecting, right? Rachel said, and this is, I'm taking straight off from Face Reality 16. Shout out. You know my love for Face Reality 16. She was on my show last week. Um, Huge fan of Eliza, and she just kind of like summarized. Rachel said, the affairs were normalized on the show. She looked to her castmates as role models because everyone had affairs. Okay. I'm just telling you what was said. Um, Rachel said Ariana, the girl who she had an affair with her boyfriend, wasn't her best friend, wasn't even that close of a friend. It's just a salacious narrative, she says. She is, uh, she is finding herself, um, you know, saying that she really only got to hang out with them because of the show. She was only invited because of Tom. She wasn't really invited even because of Ariana. She had no real friendship with Ariana. Okay. She said that Tom and Ariana still live together because they were like roommates before the affair and they're like roommates now after the affair. Could be true. I, all I think about that whenever she says, but they were just like roommates. It was just a business deal. Well, then why were you hiding my friend? <laughs> why aren't we more like Kyla Mauricio <laughs> who are out there just like having, having affairs, right? Um, okay. Rachel gave Tom Sandoval a key to her apartment when she was in treatment, but he chose to stay in the house. We know that. Um, Rachel thinks it isn't fair that Ariana got all the brand deals and she's just the villain. Mm -hmm. Rachel and Bethany think Ariana went too far at the reunion. Just a reminder, you guys, the reunion of the last season of Vanderpump Rules shot two weeks after the affair came out. Two weeks. I want to know anyone that would find out that your boyfriend, life partner, 10-year relationship, shared a house, the whole thing essentially – is having an affair for seven months with someone who you consider a good friend and would not be insanely, like, angry at the reunion. And honestly, Ariana didn't even go that far. <clears throat> she said a couple things that were tough to watch. But you have to also understand, like, it was so fresh in their brains in that moment. Rachel and Beth, um, oh, and Bethany, yeah, Bethany thought, Ariane, and don't worry, we haven't even seen the scene where Bethany is reading some of the online comments and starts to cry. So that will be next week. Okay. As if Bethany is, I have to turn on my air, you guys. I hope it's not too loud. Um, as if Bethany is not, uh, you know, culpable of saying insanely awful things on reality shows and on her TikTok about other people. Check out Kim Kardashian, Harry, and Megan. Like, I don't get this confusion here. How about when she went off on Meredith Lynch, the TikToker who she sent a cease and desist to as a loser? Anyway, Rachel told her hairstylist that she was killing it and could handle anything five minutes before she received the text from Ariana that she knew about the affair. Okay, so those are some of the things that we we heard about in the episode. 
<sighs> a couple things that also were quite interesting is that Rachel said that she Bethany's trying to paint a picture that Rachel got taken advantage here. So let's talk about how much money they were made. They they made. Bethany Bethany says like an insane person, you got paid less than my interns got paid last year. The second she said that I stopped, I didn't know how much Rachel had made for her last season of Vanderpump Rules. I will find, I'll tell you guys in just a moment. But the second I heard that, I was like, something's off here. Rachel got paid well on Vanderpump Rules, even not knowing about the scandal or anything because this is season 10 of a show. This is Rachel's like third or fourth season. She was a big in- integral part of the season because even before the affair because she was with James and now she was broken up and she was single. I'm sorry, can I be your intern, Bethany? You're giving your interns thousands, tens of 20, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Well, we find out from TMZ that Bravo immediately told TMZ that Rachel was actually paid $350,000 for season 10 of Vanderpump Rules, okay? Wrap your brains around that. $350,000, all right? Um, Bethany was very clear that she had never seen the show. So now we're talking about a Howie Mandel situation, okay? She said she only started paying attention to this whole thing after the reunion aired because of TikTok and all the clips. Do your homework. Watch, at least watch season 10. If you haven't watched anything, Okay. Um, I'm sorry. You realize that Bethany actually doesn't pay her interns that much. (laughs) Someone said good to Bethany for paying her interns that much. No, she doesn't pay her interns more than $350,000. You guys, we know that, right? Um, seriously, like no one actually really believed that. Right. So, um, Rachel, Rachel, Bethany said something during the interview that was just mind-blowing. She said, Rachel, um, the affair lasted seven months? Wow, I had no idea. And this is when collectively every single Bravo fan, podcaster, content creator, viewer, producer, anyone just collectively took their hand and they face-planted against their face or whatever. Because seriously, Bethany, Bethany Frankel, you didn't know that the affair was seven months long? Why don't we do a simple Google search? I mean, it's literally the headline of the show is that she had a months long affair with her friend's boyfriend. It's not, it wasn't a one-time thing. How would Bethany not know that? Now, Rachel said that she chose Bethany's podcast because she's a force to be reckoned with. And she kept seeing her TikToks and using her situation as an example. It could be true. It could be true that Rachel chose Bethany's podcast for this. But let me ask you guys a question. And this is really the moment, okay? I would like to do, I would like to know, just curious, I would like to know what Bethany paid Rachel, or if Bethany paid Rachel to do this interview. Let me know, you guys. What do you think? We don't know yet. It hasn't been shared, at least online, as of 11.28 on Wednesday, 11.28 PST. I want to know, was she paid? Now, what do you think the right answer is? The right answer is that she was paid. I hope that Rachel was paid. And let me explain why. 
Bethany is going off about the fact that Bravo and networks are taking advantage of these actors, I mean, of these reality stars, because they pay them for the show. They don't pay them for residuals. They don't pay them for anything, and they could tear them apart, and they could get a horrible reputation and never get a job again, et cetera, et cetera. If Rachel was paid, just say, $100,000 to do Bethany's podcast, which would be, in my opinion, I think the minimum, especially if she's paying her interns $350,000. If she paid Rachel that amount of money, I would think that was a good move. I think actually that that is the way that it should have been. But let me ask you a question. Is Rachel getting residuals? I mean, Bethany's getting paid a lot for the show today. YouTube pays very well. Podcasts get ads and sponsorships. And TikTok pays. All of this pays. So let's talk about that. Do you think that Bethany is giving Rachel residuals because she's using Rachel, paying her a lump sum of money, and then, you know, is benefiting long-term from this? Or is she doing what Bravo does? Just paying a lump sum of money and that's it. I'm just saying, you guys, Bethany is a big fan of saying all these things, but From multiple people now we know that she has not acted in the way that she is saying other people need to act. Do you know, like, what do they say? Rules for thee, not for me or whatever. I want to know, is Bethany exploiting Rachel for the success of Just Be With Bethany and for the success of the reality reckoning? My guess is yes. Now, if Bethany can come back and say, Do as I say, not as I do. Thank you. If Bethany can come back and say, yes, I paid Rachel and Rachel will be making, you know, a portion of the amount that this podcast is going to be making, then she's doing the right thing. Then she's doing what she claims other people need to do, but she won't because that's not the way it works. It's just not the way it works. And this is my ups- this is why I get mad, is because we have heard from way too many people who have seen contracts that Bethany has been part of, who have seen the way that Bethany acts as a producer. I've heard from way too many people who have worked on TV shows and worked with Bethany. I've talked to many producers. It's not, it's not a congruent through line. It's, it's, it's a game. I think this idea that like I am the savior of all reality stars. I want to see what you're really doing behind the scenes. Okay. Now it's a two part podcast episode. We will be back next week probably to talk about the second part, or hopefully it's going to be before next week because now she's making double the amount from this. You know, she's making, there may be even a third part to this. Who actually knows? But from the takeaway, and I've talked to many people, I was actually at coffee with a producer this morning. Shout out, Aliza. Love Aliza Rosen. I just tagged her in my um, stories. She has produced many, many things. And she's friends with a lot of these people, and she's friends with producers, and she knows a lot of people, and she's worked in the reality space. Um, This was not a good move for Rachel. It wasn't. And, And my other friend, shout out Sarah, who's a publicist, just tweeted. 
this morning, she tweeted that this was not a good move for Rachel. And what she says, she says, actually, I'll read this. I think this is actually really interesting from a PR approach that she would recommend to Rachel Levis over this. You guys ready? Shout out Sarah Fruman, Sarah underscore Fruman. She's a doser. She's a double doser. She subscribes to my Patreon. Love her. She says, number one, I would film a video with a friend that does not go over the scandal again, but rather expresses empathy and forward movement. I would begin regular volunteer work and allow, she would, she suggests beginning regular volunteer work and allowing herself to be filmed while doing it. Going on a cast member or former cast member's podcast and giving them the exclusive in exchange for empathy. Doing Watch What Happens Live and giving Andy the exclusive. Going on a mental health-oriented podcast with a professional. Writing a piece for a major publication with the help of stellar publicists. Seeking someone to interview her who has been through a similar experience, perhaps Monica Lewinsky. And staying quiet until she thought out of all the possible incomes. None of them is go on Bethany Frankel's podcast in the middle of a moment where Bethany is trying to stick it to Bravo. So, you know, you guys follow me here, you watch my podcast, or hopefully you enjoy it and you like Daily Dose of Donna because I like to bring you guys a little level of, you know, realism, but also my opinion, which I know is not going to be popular for everyone. I, I can see it immediately. So many people on TikTok agree with me and so many people don't, and that's okay. Bethany has stands. Bethany has people that will always be team B. And I really want to believe that Bethany has the, the, um, the goal here of really making life better for reality stars. That's really, really, oh my gosh, this is the craziest comment I ever saw. Monica Lewinsky, LMFAO. Who would want a podcast with her? Oh, girl. Do some research. Monica Lewinsky is a freaking amazing human being, I think. And she is the queen of understanding what it's been, been to like get taken down in such a huge way. And now she has really brought herself back. She's an incredible writer. She's an incredible speaker. She's an incredible human being okay, who got massively taken advantage of. Just saying. Just saying. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, this idea of, of okay, whatever. I'm not going to get so into that. But that's my thought. You guys may, you're going to disagree with me, but that's how I see it. Now I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people here. Hold on. I just want to go back to one thing to make um, – Okay. So one comment, does she suggest this PR executive, does she suggest the same for Tom Sandoval? No, but Tom Sandoval is not out there claiming himself to be the victim. Tom Sandoval is going out there and saying, I fucked up. And he's putting his face out there and he's not hiding away and he's not in any way, you know, allowing him. He's not trying to get public opinion to be on his side. He's doing, he's showing up. He's going out there. He's putting his face out on camera. He's get, he's crying in public. He's getting people yelling at him and all of that. I'm not saying that Tom is good and Raquel, Rachel is bad. I'm just saying, if your goal here is to share your story and get people on your side, think about how you approach it. Okay. <sighs> Was Rachel wronged in certain ways um, over this Vanderpump's rules thing? Absolutely. 
I do feel bad for her. I do think that she was treated unfairly. I definitely went back in the last few weeks. You guys have heard my, me on the show. I don't, haven't even really talked about Vanderpump in the last few weeks, but every time I do, I always say like, let's leave Rachel alone. Like when I see pictures of her, videos of her at Massage Envy and stuff in her little town of Arizona, I'm like, leave her alone. Like she's done. She's not talking, but now she's talking, you know, I'm going to be like Camille Grammer. We weren't, we weren't going to say it, but now we've said it right now we've said it. And if Rachel was put in a position like Margot on Below Deck Down Under, and this is really a niche reference, but those of you that saw it, where she was passed out in a bed and a naked man came into her bed multiple times over and over, even though she said no, then yes, she is the victim. But Rachel willingly, knowingly chose to do this. So is she a victim of bullying online? Yes. But is she a victim of the affair? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. She she made her bed. She has to take accountability and say yes and and move on. So there's so many thoughts here. Obviously, you guys, this is a long discussion. This I could go on for three hours about this, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of comments. No one here is perfect. No one here is blameless. No one here is an, a savior or a hero. And I just think that, you know, this podcast wasn't the right choice for Rachel. And I, I guess at the end of the day, I wonder if Bethany really cared about Rachel's well-being. I, if, if Bethany was really out there for Rachel's well-being, for the reality reckoning, reckoning I can't even say it, reckoning. I believe she should have said, I'm not exploiting you for a podcast. I'm not putting your story back on the show, but let's work together behind the scenes. Let's work together behind the scenes and let's take these networks down. That's what I think. So you guys, lots of big conversations in the TikTok. I don't like drama. I don't want to fight in the TikToks, but I understand that people are very heated about this. I was literally so heated about this. I got sweaty. Um, but I, but this is like a huge story. This is why this podcast really took off was talking about Scandable. I mean, the entire world really just got sucked into that. And this is a, an extension of that. So we're talking, Bethany got what she wanted. We're all talking about her. And for that, like I said at the beginning of this, she is doing a bang up job as a content creator, as an influencer, as a entrepreneur, as a podcaster, YouTuber. She's getting the clicks. She's getting the likes. She's getting the, um, you know, she's getting the, uh, the, the attention. So like I said at the beginning, snaps to Bethany. But where's Rachel in all of this now? We'll see in part two. All right, you guys, I'm going to release a Patreon episode sharing a lot more about this. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Kelly Dodd fallout from yesterday. I'm going to talk a little bit more about if my conversations that I've had, et cetera. Um, make sure to sign up. The link is in the bio and um, in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Be nice in the comments. You don't need to agree with me, but let's be kind about it, okay? No reason to freak out or stress. It's all good. Love you, dosers. Let's have fun. Oh, by the way, I'm doing a happy hour for my upper tier Patreon subscribers. That's the $10 tier. We're doing a happy hour this Friday. Let's have some drinks. Let's shoot the shit. Let's talk about this, okay, you guys? I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 